Welcome back to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. We're at episode 85. Can you believe we've only got about three more episodes to go and then we're done for 2019? Crazy but true. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. We're learning how to create an epic brand, find the right marketing strategies, and building your business is a constant evolution, classroom, and lab. Each week, we'll be diving into all things brand and marketing with special guests and solo episodes to help you build your business, brand, and big idea. Hey, hey, welcome back to the podcast. It is awesome to have you here as always. Oh, I'm starting to feel like we're getting to the end of the year now. I don't know about you. A couple of weeks ago, people were starting to say, oh, it's coming, it's coming. And I'm like, no, I'm just not feeling it. I had so much left to do. And last week, I have to say, was one of the most epic weeks. (laughs) So we had Confidence Rising on Wednesday, which I'm going to talk about. Uh, I had the book launch party, which you can see all the photos on my Facebook page, which is well at Suze Chadwick. Uh, They are awesome. I love them. And it was so fun. Uh, I did have a video of the night done and I'm just waiting for that to come through. So I'll be sharing snippets of that, which we had a bit of an in-conversation session with Julia Farrakane from St. Copy PR, which was so great. Um, And the support for the book's just been amazing. So I just want to say a massive, massive thank you. Keep sharing it when you get it. If you still want to buy it, it is at playbigbrandbold.com or you can search Amazon for Play Big Brand Bold. Uh, and then it was my birthday on Friday. So it's been a little bit mental, but so, so good. So this week feels super quiet, if I'm honest. Uh, but it's been really interesting. I feel like now that last week's over, I feel like the end of the year is coming. So maybe I was just waiting for all of that before I started to ease into the end of the year. But I hope you're feeling good and you're not running on empty at this stage of the year, uh, but that you're still, you know, firing on not all cylinders, but maybe half cylinders. That would be good, wouldn't it? But listen, if this is your first time here, then welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, and this podcast is brought to you by The Connection Exchange. And if we've not met, I work with savvy business owners to help you build a confidently bold brand, articulate a powerful message, and attract clients who want what you have so that you can play bigger and brand bolder. And this week, I have to be honest, I was inspired by everything that happened last week to talk about some of the things we're talking about this week, which is owning your stories and finding your expanders. And I'm going to explain all when we dive in. But I just really felt led to talk about this this week. I feel like I'm talking about it a bit more. Um, And I'm just having a lot of conversations at the moment around how you can start to, at the end of the day, play bigger and really surround yourself with the right people. And the conversations that we had and the work that we did at Confidence Rising, which was 2.0 last Wednesday, was incredible. And I always feel really honoured to hold that space for the women that attend that event because it's not light work, it's not easy work, it is digging deep 
and asking yourself some big questions and really looking at how you push through to the next level, both personally and in business. So I'm going to be talking a little bit about that today, but hey, let's dive into this week's episode. So this week we're talking all about owning your stories and finding your expanders. So one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this, as I mentioned, was because we did dive deep into it in Confidence Rising. And it's just something that I'm super passionate about because I've mentioned before and I've shared when I've spoken that when I started my business, I was doing, and I still do, brand and business strategies for business owners, whether it's large corporates or small businesses. And a lot of the time, what I've found is that we create these strategies, but then they're not always executed. And one of the reasons that they're not always executed or done is because of the stories we tell ourselves, the people that we surround ourselves with, the things that we are procrastinating on or the things that we believe. And so I feel like it's just something I have to talk more about because I can give you the best business and brand strategy to really take your business to the next level. But if you don't believe in yourself and you don't believe that you're capable of doing these things or you are surrounding yourself with the wrong people, then it's all for squat really, isn't it? So this is something that I'm feeling really passionately about even more so now. Uh, And, you know, something that was interesting for me as well is that through the process of confidence rising, I also started to find new language for my vision. And if you follow me on stories, you may have seen that I just shared, I had to like stop recording the podcast because as I was writing my notes and recording, I was like, I feel like I need to add this into my vision. So my vision has always been to be a bold and powerful voice teaching, supporting and inspiring women globally to play bigger and brand bolder. But now I feel even stronger about also helping you to become an expander so that you can build a confidently bold brand and claim your space. So that is the vision I've written. It's literally sitting on my Kiki K whiteboard calendar for 2020 so that I am looking at it on a regular basis and asking myself, how am I being a bold voice, teaching, supporting and inspiring women globally to play bigger and brand bolder? Now, If you don't know what an expander is, that's totally fine because I'm not sure that I've used that term before, but it was a term that came out during Confidence Rising. Um, I'm not sure if somebody else said it or if I said it. (laughs) That's the thing that in these events, you don't know what comes up and, you know, sometimes it's absolute gold. But an expander is somebody who thinks differently, who thinks bigger, who is a challenger for you in a good way. And for me, I personally think is a trailblazer. Now, the one thing I want to say is that they don't have to be the biggest and the best. They just have to be all these things in your world where you are. 
Yes. So the reason that we need these people in our lives, and I'm going to go deeper into this a little bit later, but some of the reasons why we need these people in our lives is because we naturally have negative bias, which basically means that we're programmed to pay attention to the negative things in life rather than the positive things. It's how we're built. It's like how we survive. So that's totally natural for us to do. But what that also means is that a lot of times we're constantly looking for the flaws and the negativity in the things that we do. So we might create something and then be like, oh no, that's rubbish. Oh no, that won't work. Oh, there's so many things wrong with that. That's not perfect. And so we go to the negative. And I shared in episode 12, you can find the link in uh, the show notes. It was a conversation with my transformation coach, Georgie Linton, who's amazing and I love her. Uh, And I was telling myself all of these stories. So when I went on maternity leave the first time, I really struggled because I've always earned my own money. And so now that I was on maternity leave, I technically wasn't earning any money. And so I started to tell myself all of these money stories around my husband and my relationship. And when I was working with Georgie at the time, I would sort of say things to her like, oh, you know, I don't think that Gareth values it because I'm not earning money or, you know, I don't feel like I value myself because I'm not earning money. Like whatever it was, there were these stories. I can't remember exactly what they were. And so she started to dig and say, well, why do you believe that? And why do you think he believes that? And is that story true or where has that story come from? And when we sort of dug deeper into it, it were it was money beliefs that I had formed well before I'd met him, but I was still carrying them. And so when I spoke to her, we started talking about the fact that sometimes we bring old stories into our new lives. So you might be carrying old stories that you've brought into your business. They could be stories from your childhood. They could be stories from school. They could be stories from old bosses or friends, relationships, whatever they may be. But what you don't always understand is that that negative bias that we automatically go to in our lives sometimes are old stories that don't serve us anymore. And I think that is something that is so important to start to really look at in your life and in your business is what are the stories that you're telling yourself? Are they true or are they not true? But also, are they stories that are serving you or are they stories that are not serving you? And so that's something that I just wanna start to dig in a little bit today And so there are five questions that I want to dive into that we're going to kind of cover when we're talking about our stories or owning your stories and finding your expanders. So the first question that I want you to ask is how are you thinking right now? So if I was to just say to you, You know, on a daily basis, when you look at your business, when you think about your business, when you think about money, when you think about your relationships, what do you think the auto response is for you? Is it a positive or a negative one? Does it make you feel good or is it constantly going to the negative and looking at what's wrong, what could be better? You know, 
Like what are those thoughts and are you aware of those thoughts? So the question is what are the stories you're telling yourself and what are your limiting beliefs? As I mentioned at Confidence Rising, we talked about this at length and we really kind of dug deep into all of this and did the work around it. So I can only give you a brief overview of that. But my question is, what are your limiting beliefs around work? What are your limiting beliefs around your business, your partner or relationships, your kids, your own success and abilities? I would really implore you to do some of this work before you go into a new year. You know, I talk about always reviewing your business and then planning ahead. So obviously you can find it's a free Your Best Year Yet review and planner on the Connection Exchange website. I'll put it in the show notes as well. But it's also, I feel like I need to update it with this as well, which I might just do, uh, is that you need to start to review how your business has gone, what's worked, what's not worked, what's felt good, what's not felt good. But I would also encourage you to start to take a look at what were the stories I told myself this year? How did I manage my own emotions and thought process this year? Did it help me or did it hinder me? Did it hold me back? And really start to take a look at that. I can't remember who said it, but it's, it is one of my favorite quotes. If you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them, which basically means if you're like, well, that's just the way I am. That's just the way I think, you know, I need to, you know, always be looking at what could go wrong. That's just how I am. So I think that you need to ask yourself whether holding on to those stories that may not be serving you is a good or a bad thing as you move forward. Uh, And one of the people that you know I love is Brené Brown and she talks about this as well. And she talks about it in Rising Strong and it's a Rising Strong process. And she talks about the reckoning, which is walking into your story. So actually acknowledging it, seeing it and walking into it and being okay with the discomfort of sometimes walking into that story. The second thing is the rumble, which is owning the story and actually understanding that this is a story. What does it mean? Why am I holding on to it? How does it look? And then owning that story and actually digging deeper into it. Yeah, so the rumble is the owning of the story and really finding out the why. Why do I feel like that? Where has that come from? How does that fit? Is that serving me? And then the third thing that she talks about is the revolution, which is writing a new ending and changing how we engage with the world when we look at that story. So for me, when I was working with Georgie, my transformation coach around money and around some of the beliefs that I had, it was now looking at and acknowledging, and I loved that we did this in our session together, where we sat and we said, that is an old story and that story no longer serves me. And I now choose to release that and let it go because that story is no longer true. So I almost feel like if you have stories that you feel that you're sitting with and that you know are not serving you and you want to rewrite that ending or rewrite that story, I would really encourage you to acknowledge it out loud. Maybe you're sitting in your office on your own or you're in the car or you're on a walk and I want you to acknowledge that story 
And I want you to also say that story doesn't serve me anymore. It is not true. It is not how I want to live or move forward. And I'm going to choose to release that and let that go. Yeah. So I feel like almost sometimes going through that process ourselves of verbally and outwardly acknowledging those things also helps us to kind of let them go. And that's something that I do myself now where I find myself in a story, I acknowledge where that story has come from, I acknowledge whether it's true or not, and then I verbally let it go. You know, so, and I love that Brené says, owning our story and loving ourselves through that process is the bravest thing we'll ever do. So I just want you to really think about that and own that and listen to this again if you need to. But the first question that I wanted you to ask yourself is, how are you thinking right now? Yeah, is it negative? Is it positive? Are you sitting in old stories that don't serve you? The second question that I want you to ask yourself is, how are you exercising your mind to respond positively to your internal chatter? I'm just going to say that again. How are you exercising your mind to respond positively to your internal chatter? And the reason that I'm using that word exercising is because it's a muscle that we have to build. Yeah, so I think at Confidence Rising 1, I talked about your inner diva. And it's when your mind has negative thoughts around whatever it is. It could be your body image. It could be around your worth. It could be around your success. It could be around anything. And my inner diva kicks those thoughts to the curb and is like, nope, that's not what we're running with today. We've got other things to do. We've got a stronger mindset. We're here to play big. We're here to brand bold. We're here to serve our audience. And today I'm choosing to show up. Whatever your negative thoughts are, I'm going to be kicking those to the curb. And that's all my diva does. But that has been something that I've cultivated and I've spoken about that before. So how are you exercising your mind to respond positively to the negative chatter that might be going on? So you have to give yourself the space to create and be. If you find that you're, you feel like you're constantly on a hamster wheel where you don't have time to really think about things, you just constantly feel like you're in that negative space, then you have to give yourself the space to create and just be. You have to give yourself the space to reflect and have space for curiosity so that you can start to think differently, start to shift what's going on, start to allow yourself to actually change your behavior. Yeah. And acknowledge the thoughts and then start to create your new mantras. So one thing that I love to do, and I do it with clients all the time, and I do it at events is I always say, do you find it hard to say no? Because people ask me all the time, how do you do all the things? And I just say, I say no to a lot of stuff because I give myself a huge amount of space to create, to be, to develop my own thoughts, uh, and also to do the stuff that I love at the end of the day. And so you have to give yourself the space. And if you're not blocking time out in your diary for your own creativity and for your own space to think, then I would recommend that you do it. And I know that those of you who are in BBA or who follow me, you're like, Suze, so you want me to have like a CEO day, plus you want me to do my client work, plus you want me to have time to be creative and give myself the space. Yes, I do. I want you to do that because the thing is, is that we always overcompensate. We always think, oh, well, I don't have a day. I'm not asking you for a day. 
Imagine if you gave yourself 20 minutes in the morning to just sit and be and be creative and think. So more recently, I've started to, with my coffee in the morning, uh, I will sit and I will read something, something creative. So I'll read like some of my branding books that I love, which talks about the philosophy and the creativity of branding. Or I just got a beautiful gift from somebody last week, which was around, um, I think it's called Letters from Creative Women or it's Interviews of Creative Women, you know, or I just find things that inspire me. And it can be fun things or it can be serious things, but that's like my 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes in the morning while my kids are getting dressed, where I sit at the dining room table, my hubby's already gone to work and I read something that inspires me over a gorgeous coffee. So it's once again, just finding the time and prioritizing, you know, how you start your day is how you continue your day. And so how do you want that to be? And I would just really encourage you to start to exercise your mind in a creative, positive way where you're really nurturing how you are thinking about things and how you're enjoying that process as well. The third question I want to ask you is what is your focus? So when you focus on one thing all the time, then you might miss something else. So if you're always looking, as I said, for the negative or the issue, then that's what you're always going to see. And if you look for the opportunity, then that's what you'll see as well. So when it comes to what you focus on, I really want you to start to think about the opportunities that you're seeing for yourself. Are you actually writing down The opportunities that I'm looking for are podcast interviews, collaborations, looking for expanders, looking to have, you know, great connections with people who, you know, we can work together or do something different. Like what are the opportunities that you're looking for and where is your focus? So I would really encourage you as well to write down a list of things that you really want right now. I want you to write down maybe people you want to connect with right now, things you want to do, things you want to create, how you want to be, whatever that is. Because once again, where you focus is what you'll start to see. So instead of looking for all the negative things, start to look for the positive things. So what was great about today? What just happened today that could be an opportunity? How could you capitalize on that? How could you build that? How could you think a bit bigger around that? If you've got a new idea, great. How can you expand on it? Do you need other people to also collaborate with you or give their input? Positive people who are bigger thinkers than you. Like what do you need in order to achieve what you want to achieve? And how are you constantly looking at how you're focusing on the opportunities, the expansion, the positive? Question number four is what does your future self look like? So having a vision for yourself and your business is so powerful. I just talked about my vision and what I really want it to be. And it's something that not enough, I personally think not enough people take seriously. I actually think that it's not enough people really sit in their vision and feel it in their core. Like I have to tell you that when I rewrote my vision today, I got a lump in my throat because it's so real. It's my massive desire. And if you're not feeling like that about your vision, then maybe think about it a bit more. Like what, and it doesn't have to be like, it's really about what you want to be in the world, who you want to serve, how you want to show up. 
yeah, what you want to do, what your business is for. So really think about that and work out what is your gut saying and what is it that you really want to hold firm to because I think it's so important. And I shared badassery goal setting and vision boarding in episode 43, you know, what my vision is for what I want my business to do. I talk about having a glass of Dom Perignon at Vieux de Monde in the city here in Melbourne as I cheers my husband because we paid off our house in the next five years. Like that's a vision for myself as well. My other vision is having 5,000 women in Brand Builders Academy, speaking on international stages, writing more books, Yeah, so what's your big vision? It's not about having it all now. It's about anchoring into the big thing you really want for yourself and your clients and your audience. Yeah, for me, it's now also about creating more expanders in the world, which we're going to talk about in just a second. But I want you to ask yourself, what does your future self look like? And how are you anchoring into that in a massive way? And the fifth question that I want you to ask yourself, and this might be new for you, is how are you finding your expanders? So I wanted to give you some tips on this, yeah, is look around at others who are doing bigger things than you. Look for people who you respect and who challenge your thinking. Think about people who you've built a relationship with and where there's trust, So these may be online mentors or they could be in real life people as well. Yeah. So for me, Amy Porterfield doesn't know it yet, but she's totes my online bestie (laughs) and she's a massive expander for me. Marie Folio is an expander for me because they both show me that it's possible. They show me that what I want in this life and in my business is 100% possible. And so I watch them and I follow them. Erica Kramer, the queen of confidence, is one of my expanders. If you follow me, you'll know that. Emily Osman is an expander for me. Tracy Harris is an expander for me. These are women who I trust and who I see doing things that show me it's possible and they challenge me to do bigger things. So, you know, I don't feel personally, and this is just a personal thing, I don't always feel like I need a mastermind, yeah, because I can see what they're doing every day. I can challenge myself and work out where I need to invest more time and money and work out how to do the things I need to in my business. I watch what they do every day and just because, you know, they are story selling or they're narrative marketing, it doesn't mean I can't see how they're doing it. I do it myself and I'm always looking at how I get better. So don't tell yourself the story that you can't find the right people. They are right in front of you and you need to start moving your own butt and figuring things out for yourself too. So do what you can and then keep moving. You know, consume all their free content. Then if somebody really resonates with you, then jump into a paid thing with them and go deeper. You know, I've done all of that. I've found people who I think, wow, like that's really challenged me or it's been amazing. And so I've then worked with them. I've paid to jump into something and I've worked with them. And so I just think you've got to start to take a look at who are the people around you immediately that you can be having bigger conversations with? Who are the people that are maybe online who you can follow and consume free content? And then who are the people you want to go deeper with? 
where you pay to be part of their program or whatever it is that they do. And I do that. Yeah, so I take a look at all of those things and I work it out. And that's how I figure out who my expanders are. Some of them I've been really fortunate where they've sort of fallen in my lap. But can I just say, I have cultivated relationships. I've cultivated and put the effort in to build the relationship and not be somebody who just takes, but a giver as well. And so that's how I've sort of built those relationships too. And so I think you've just got to also think about How can I help somebody? What can I do instead of just asking, but also then how am I building relationships with people as well? So when it comes to owning your stories and finding your expanders, number one, ask yourself, how are you thinking right now? And go through the rising strong process of the reckoning, the rumble and the revolution. Number two, how are you exercising? Because it is a muscle, your mind to respond positively to the negative chatter. Number three is where is your focus? What are you focusing on? Are you focusing on opportunities or are you focusing on everything that's going wrong or the things that you think are going wrong? Number four is what does your future self look like? Do the, Go back to episode 43 and listen to badassery goal setting and vision boarding. I do it every year. I'll be doing it again next year. Really, you know, forward thinking and thinking, seeing myself in those places I want to see myself. I am envisaging myself on a big stage, yeah? I saw this year, I saw Rachel Hollis's event. I saw Amy Porterfield's event. You know, I've seen so many people that I admire and I'm like visualizing myself on different stages and, you know, saying, yes, I'm going to do that. I'm going to be that. That's what I'm working towards. And so I take little steps, yeah? and thinking about how I get there. And number five is how are you finding your expanders? And I gave you a number of ways that you can start to really think about that. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. I hope that that's helpful. I really think that it's important as business owners, as human beings on the planet, that we actually start to ask ourselves these questions. And I always say you should be asking yourself the questions that you don't know the answers to now. Because if you know the answers, then you've, you know, you're probably sitting comfortably where you are. But I want you to start to ask yourself bigger questions as well. And don't forget, make sure you do head over. You can just head over to theconnectionexchange.com and in the top banner there, you can pick up my best year yet review and planner so that you can really start to take a look at what you're doing in your business uh, so that you can start to plan for next year as well. But if you've got any questions, then make sure you let me know. You can always hit me up at Suze Chadwick on Instagram. Uh, If you enjoyed this episode, then I would love you to share it. I would also love you to write a review in iTunes because it really does help my ranking and it helps other people find me as well, which would be awesome. And if you've read Play Big Brand Bold, then I would also love, love, love you to leave a review on Amazon as well, which I'll start to read some of those out to both the podcast and the book reviews. I've already had, uh, I think one or two people write a review on the book, which is amazing, but I would love you to do that too. Uh, but you know, as always, you can follow me on all platforms at Suze Chadwick. Uh, but you know, I love to hang out in stories. So until next time, have an awesome week. Thanks so much for hanging out and make sure you keep playing big and branding bold. <laughs>